Hey girlies. Hi girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod. The Real House Girlies pod where spring has sprung and so has my hay fever. <laughs> Is it already? <laughs> it has already. It was like the first day of September, like boom. Oh There we no. go. I know, but we're having, we're having sunshine. We're out of our winter funk. We are. We're ready to get our limbs out. Yeah, we're ready to live, laugh, love all summer long. You seem tanned, though. I failed. So, (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing, though, right? Like, I normally would tan on a Thursday, as we know. I made it through to Saturday. I was with you Saturday morning. I knew that I had to go out Friday night, or Saturday night, and I knew I had to go out Sunday. I got home. I just... I caved. Yeah, wow. I had an hour. I just you had one out of all of the things in the high maintenance, low maintenance routine. I know. You were only giving up one. I failed. And you haven't had to give up your nails yet. They've got another two weeks in them. They've got another week in them. Yeah, but no. Even boyfriend was like, "You looked really cute before you tanned," and and now you smell. Yeah. So look. At least I've only done a light coat today. We'll see how you we go for nice. next week. You look nice. This is the best your hands have looked. Thank you. But still give it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying. You know, we'll see how we go. We need um, to get laser. I'm desperate to get laser. I know. Okay. okay. What else is happening this week? What's What's your big? Well, as everyone knows about me, I'm yeah. watching TV. All the time. <laughs> Brooke came over on the weekend and I had to preface whilst we were just casually watching some The Only Way is Essex on uh, Hey You, that when it went to recommend that I continue watching The Real Housewives of Cape Town, (laughs) that I have not been watching that. I've not stooped to the kind of periphery housewives, Um, but I did contemplate it. I just couldn't understand that they are speaking Afrikaans in it. Partially Afrikaans, yeah. And the, when they're speaking English, the accents are so heavy that it is kind of hard to follow and there's no closed captions option. Oh, so anyway, uh, what we are excited about, <laughs> Salt Lake is back. So the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, our is Utah it? girls, the drums that we're expecting to see kick off. Yeah. So Jen Shah, mm-hmm. an OG Real Housewife of Salt Lake City, is in prison. Yes. For wire fraud. One of the That's people- so American. Do we even have an ability to do wire fraud in Australia? Uh, like, what is a wire? I think we do because I think that's how the ING lady got done. Like, really? EFT fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. bank transfers. Yeah. But hers was like credit cards and scamming like the elderly through wow. some telemarketing business that she had. I don't yeah. know. One of the people that gave evidence against her for the government- is the new housewife. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And yeah. do we get any shots of Jen Shah in prison? Not yet. We are still early. I think we're waiting for episode three this week. But um, Jen Shah has apparently become friends with Elizabeth Holmes. You may remember her from the Steve Jobs turtleneck where she yes. sold to like Barack Obama that she was going to make him immortal and he was like, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So they're prison buddies. Oh my god. Yeah. I live. I live for a scammer. And on the, <laughs> on, the, on the topic of scammers, did you see, you know, Anna Delby? We love, oh my god, her and Kelly Catrol. Her and Kelly Catrone, not Kelly Catrol. <laughs> Kim and Kelly Catrol take New York. Anna Delby and Kelly Catrone, who is my icon from way back and actually was my inspiration for studying PR. Um, they hosted a fashion show at Anna Delby's apartment because she's on house arrest. Yes. It's part of New York Fashion Week. And yes. if you haven't seen the footage, it's just absolutely iconic. The interviews, Kelly Catrone, um, was just off the rails. She's like <laughs> talking about Anna Delby as if she's not there. Yeah. <laughs> she's on house arrest. See her ankle? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. Wild. It wild. Anyway, scammers, I love them. I watched, was it The City? Yes. Solely for her. She was the best. And she ha- actually, I have her book. I will lend it to you. Please do. If you have to cry, go outside. Oh. And it's like just a manifesto for being a bad bitch in New York in like the early to- 2010s. And it's all the advice is unhinged, but like there's something to be taken from The it. advice that she gave what that girl's name was from the city. Yeah. What was her name? <laughs> I don't know. Not Emily Weiss. 
Um, no. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. That Some of that was just iconic. Yeah. Like the worst advice. The worst advice. Oh, I know I miss her. What else is happening in New York? <laughs> well, New York is also happening on TV. New York, New York. Um, so Real Housewives of New York, they've just filmed the reunion. They're currently, I think, uh, still on vacation in the show where we're up to. I'm expecting it to blow off. Like It has to go bananas. Yeah. Uber apparently gets, like, physical with Erin. So we're kind of waiting to see because so far... I'm obsessed with them. I'm going to keep watching it. I love it. Yeah. But the drama has been like size hungry every episode. And Why that's is she so, so hungry? So boring. Like just feed Sai it's and then move tough. on to something a little bit juicier. Yeah, it's been really low stakes. And I, I'm just really hanging in there because I obviously love the girlies. Yeah, the girlies are great. I'm obsessed with Jenna, as we know. So And Bryn. <laughs> something I want to call out. Jenna in the next episode in the preview for it, she's spotted wearing like a full kind of wetsuit swimsuit because she doesn't want to show her skin. Yeah. This is amazing because there's another housewife from OC mm-hmm. who we love, Heather Dubrow. Oh. She only ever goes to their pool parties in a full black, long-sleeved, long-pants swimsuit. Does she really? No one knows why. But, so Heather Dubrow, for those who don't know, is wife to Terry Dubrow, who is on the show Botched, and he is like the breast surgeon. <laughs> and a breath of fresh air. He's incredible. We I, love him. Bosch is also out at the moment. I'm watching it week by week. We're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. We're loving it. We live laugh loving it. So Sydney Housewives is coming. Mm-hmm. I, it's too soon to talk about. I'm not excited. Uh, I will watch it. We love Sydney. You want to see where they are. You want to yeah. hear the Australian accent on TV. But I don't love the pics so no. far. I'm more excited that we know that Brisbane is filming. And I don't know if we're supposed to know this, but we know we've got some insider scoop. We're going to become like Demois. I think we should become Demois for <laughs> Brisbane Real Housewives. And maybe to <laughs> recap episodes week to week. Like, I think we should do some kind of yeah. goggle box of yeah. just the Brisbane... Yeah, it'll be niche content, but I feel like the Brisbane girlies will appreciate it. With a positive spin, we're supportive, we're not mean girls, but we will tell you if you look stupid on TV. Yeah, and we can actually just, we'll know the Brisbane places, we can give some guidance to maybe the the listeners who aren't from Brisbane. That want to visit and do a tour. Yes. Of the Real Housewives apps. We could do, we could start (laughs) running the tour, potentially. Who's in for a tour when Real Housewives of Brisbane is? hop in my small to medium-sized SUV and (laughs) I will take you on a tour of Brisbane. We'll go to the Carlisle. We'll go to the Carlisle. Chermside Westfield. We will not go there. Like, where else are they going to be hanging out, though? They don't go to the Westfield. Oh. They'll be at the Wharves. They'll be at the Wharves. Uh, I imagine they'll be at some of the, like, hotel bars in the city just because producers can swindle. Can get that happening. Right. Yeah, for that. Yeah. It'll be shit. And I've heard good. there's a GC housewife as well. So are they going to be just stuck on the Bruce in traffic? Is that going to be half the episode? I think the Bruce is in the other direction. So hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> What's the motorway called? The motorway. The M1, yeah. Yeah, okay, great. Um, yes. So that's the gods. We're very excited about Housewives. It's a nice segue because last week we talked about the wellness retreat that you went on and mm-hmm. we want to talk about that in a bit more detail. So we thought that a great topic for us to cover would be discussing stress itself. You know, are there good types and bad types? Um, what are the effects of it? How might we kind of treat, tackle, avoid, remedy, mm-hmm. and then get into a little uh, recap of your blessed experience? Yeah, I think that sounds really good. It's like two people that have a lot of stress in their lives. Mm. I think we got we got a lot to say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so types of stress, and you've you've actually got some science here. So let's dig into that first. <laughs> You've actually got some signs. Um, this is something that I learned when I was working with a coach a while back, but there's two types of stress. One is called distress and the other is called eustress. And I always remember them because, you know, it's distressing and eustress is like useful stress. Oh, okay. So we associate distress with that bad kind of stress. And you can think of examples being, 
you know, you're unfairly pressured at work. You've got unrealistic deadlines. It's constantly piling up or you're going through a breakup or some kind of financial family challenge burden. Yeah. And that has major negative impacts on our body, which we'll talk about. You stress, my useful stress, can actually have positive effects on our body. So think about like exercise is technically a stress on your body, yeah, but it creates positive change and has a positive impact and even um, helps you emit positive hormones throughout your body. But similarly, say you're working towards something that you're really passionate about and there's a deadline associated with that or maybe a presentation at the end and you're getting a bit nervous. Yeah. Because it's something that you love and are excited about, you may actually not experience the negative impacts of stress. So it's something that you're kind of intrinsically motivating yourself towards accomplishing rather than feeling external pressure, aka motivation, to do something that's maybe outside of your values or priorities. So would both distress and eustress could be caused internally and externally? It just depends on the scenario i think you stress typically is something that originates from within okay as in the meaning that you've attached to a deadline yeah when it's a positive meaning you may experience you stress but when someone else maybe has a, a a reason for you having a deadline but you don't feel that it's important or it doesn't impact your life in any positive way yeah you know it's like a report to the cfo or something mm-hmm that doesn't light you up inside. So it's really about what is feeling like external pressures versus what are those kind of things that we can spark within ourselves. So I think we'll talk about like helpful things a bit later, but something that I love for everyone to do and I try and remember to do myself is really understanding like what our internal motivators are. What's important to you in your life? Do you know? Is it shopping that can actually be something important to in your life and that's okay is it family is it travel is it reading like where do you spend your time your money what do you talk about what do you dream about what do you think about yeah and then you can kind of start to gauge your stresses so you may start to better understand that oh it's actually not bad for me to be mildly anxious or nervous about a deadline because I'm so excited yeah So I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm actually leaning into it because I want to have a really good outcome. So an example there could be if you had a deadline of the pod, we've got a new app coming out. We're really excited. We need to make sure that it's recorded and edited in time. Yeah. Like that's a positive stress because it's something that we're attaching a positive meaning to. Yeah. And when you're doing it, it's like awesome. It's rewarding. Even though I'm trying to get this done in a time frame and I am – kind of leveraging some of those more acute concentration skills, I'm having the best time. Mm -hmm. I'm just aware that it has to be done by this time. Yeah. Um, If we can be aware of those things that like are our priorities, sometimes we can associate stresses with what's really important to us. So you might have an arbitrary deadline from work and it's really stressing you out. But that deadline might exist because you want to go on a holiday with your family. So if you can focus more on how exciting it will be when you're on holiday with your family Mm -hmm. or how having your job has enabled you to take time off to pay for this holiday, all of those things, you might actually appreciate the work more because it's given you this life and then you start to see a little shift. But reversely, if you're absolutely overwhelmed and nothing is aligned with like who you are and what you want, maybe you need to make a change yeah been there yeah (laughs) yeah so that's like recognizing your stress understanding your stress patterns what it is that is going to cause you either positive or negative stress yeah and then being able to take an action yeah that's kind of where we need to get into yeah yeah okay it's like i love running from teaching pilates in the morning to getting to my job because I want to teach Pilates, even though it can be a crunch and I can feel like I'm flitting around. Mm. But that's not something that I feel I want to change away from. Yeah. I saw this uh, article that said, a study done in 2012, having a lot of stress in your life and believing it's taking a toll on your health, increased risk of premature death by 43%. Yeah. 
Stress is serious business. It is. Well, yeah. you're constantly poisoning your body, right? With so, negative stress or distress. Cortisol, yeah. adrenaline, things that make your filtering organs work harder, things that actually prevent other hormones from being produced because mm-hmm. they all come from the same hormonal glands. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll, your digestion will be impacted how do you know so much about this? I know so much about so many things. So many things. No, I'm just like a health girly. You are a health girly. But do, so you did yoga teacher training. I did. Was this stress topic covered in your coursework? I think it was a little bit because it has an impact on the nervous system. Yeah. And so we also look at ways that you can activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that controls that kind of deep breathing when you're stressed, you're in a sympathetic nervous system response. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when you look at like things that you can do and we've laughed before, like you go to therapy and they're like, take a big breath. And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I need something a little bit more than that today. A do you have more. a tequila with that breath or? Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to get into that energy, I guess, of, I'm barely holding it together. Don't worry, I'm fine. When does it cross over from being distressed, you stress, into more of burnout? Yeah. And everybody knows in themselves that they are living through those distress periods. Mm. We push our body's feedback to the side a lot of the times because we think we're smarter than the body. We think we'll just have another coffee and get to this yeah. next week, next week, next month, next year. Yeah. Um, I had really poor advice from a counselor once that was, was it? that was like something like you have a really stressful job. And I was like, oh, okay, we've just met. Um, and he said to me, I think there's something about people like you not sure what those are okay um that like you you get yourself in these positions where you're so attached to material items and you know living in this house and driving this car I've never met you we're on a zoom call but good that's bold yeah good having all of these things that you trap yourself in needing to have a certain income and so maybe you just need to get rid of all of those things and then you could have an easier life and I was like so anyway, um, a dog bit my boyfriend. <laughs> he was like, but don't you think it's bigger than that? And I'm like, I really think it was just that. Yeah, that was really traumatizing. And that is really awful advice. And that's why it's so important, brief aside, to find a counselor or a therapist that you gel with. Seriously. And you know in the first five minutes if they're your person or not. And if they're not your person, just you know, get through that session, wrap up, don't book again. Never again. Never again. Because I've persevered with a similar scenario previously <laughs> and I went back for like two or three sessions and it turned me off for a good decade of getting any sort of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say that, like, because I'm a little bit spiritual, I will always say that the universe will send you signals or kind of help you on your path to what you're really not destined to do, but I think everyone has a value that they're on this planet to share with others. And sometimes we get caught up in things and we're not living in alignment to what our true kind of purpose or whatever is. Yeah. And so the universe will send you like a, you know, a little Uno card that's like reverse, (laughs) skip this. Yeah. And plus two. And as we ignore the stop sign and the give way sign and the red light, eventually we'll get hit by a semi-trailer And the universe will be like, I don't want you to get upset. I literally have been telling you this for a year. Yeah. And now we're at burnout. Yeah. But you knew, you saw that you were, you know, thinning hair, that you weren't sleeping, that you were being irritable with people you care about. Yeah. Every stop and pause sign that I gave you, you thought you were too good for. Mm -hmm. Well, you cannot keep on this road when there's a semi-trailer coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. I got hit by the semi-trailer. And it wasn't a bad thing. The universe helped you out. It wasn't a bad thing, but it was definitely something that on reflection, I wished that I had seen some of those signs. Well, no, that's not fair. I saw the signs. (laughs) I wish that I'd paid them any attention instead of just charging through and bringing in all these coping mechanisms to keep going, keep going, keep going. Because when I hit burnout, I hit it so hard. 
I don't know how much you want to talk about like your experience with the pod, yeah. but it was like hard to watch some yeah. of the things that you were going through, yeah. doing to yourself almost, putting up with. And then experiencing. Totally. I mean, we can talk about it a little. Um, or yeah, <laughs> we'll see you. how we go. Well, it's we'll for see you. how we go. But no. So my my stress was like I had this idea of who I wanted to be in a career sense, and I was in a really stressful environment, um, and I just kept taking on more and more and more and more, and not ever pushing back, not ever setting any boundaries, and so I got to the point where I like, and it's. Ugh, so dumb to be like, I was working 80 hours a week. I was quite literally working 80 hours a week. Yeah. But for no reward. It yeah. was just this continuous cycle that extended for years. Like it was a good couple of years and it was like during the covid period too. So it was just so easy to like lose track of all time and place and just work, 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 work. Pour yourself um, a scotch and keep going. Pour yourself a scotch and keep going. Like after I I would have, you know, three, four, five coffees to get myself up and going. And then I would need three, four, five scotches every evening to like come back down and then be just like taking on such intense stresses during the day. Um, I had all the signs. I was gaining weight. I was losing hair. My skin went to shit. I was like just sore in my body as well I know we talked a bit about osteo last week but um like the teeth clenching the bad sleep the disordered eating like I'd either eat nothing or eat everything and like this went on for a couple of years Mm. I was a hot mess Mm. a hot mess and then I would just like bitch and complain yeah about the symptoms and not ever look into the cause or want to kind of avert yeah looking at it yeah like I know that's there I know there's this big ugly beast that's there but I'm not really ready to like deal with the fact that that's what's causing me to be in such a bad state I think you kind of beat yourself up more because you're like all I'm talking about is shit that I'm not even interested in like I've already finished my work week why am I talking about all of the problems why do I care? Why am I putting myself through this? Yeah, and it totally leached into all aspects of my life. And again, that's back to that boundaries thing. Like it would be be such long days and then it would come to the weekend and I would just be catatonic, <laughs> unable to then do anything that would like help me to feel balanced in my life. If I would hang out with you or hang out with my boyfriend or hang out with like my family, all I wanted to talk about was like how shit this scenario was that was playing out. And like everyone was, everyone was over it. I sometimes feel like I was in a relationship like with your colleagues because I knew them so well. Yeah. <laughs> or like with your client, you know, I'm like, oh, go away client. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also let go of the things that helped, had helped me in the past. So I knew that when I would be regularly exercising that I would feel better because I'd be carving out an hour in an hour in the morning that was for me and that like greatly improved my mood throughout the day that all just slipped Mm. caffeine crept up the drinking crept up like I then got into other medications I needed to get onto antidepressants because I was in such a bitter cycle you chose antidepressants over not being around the things that were giving you anxiety stress and depression yes I did because and I was like, we just got to keep going. Like one going. thing, that we, we'll try that first. <laughs> and then if nothing works, we might make a change. Yeah. And look, I will say about like going down a medication route. And obviously I'm not a doctor. Take <laughs> You are to me. Yeah. Take this into your own hands. Go and speak to your GP. Have a conversation. But for me, the medication was just helping to mask and helping to like get through the day. It wasn't actually again dealing with any of the cause and so it was like sticking a little band-aid on an arm that was broken Mm. that needed surgery I think sometimes and it depends what you're going through because certainly um medication can be a great especially like short term Mm. just last resort like you're going to send yourself crazy if you let these thoughts kind of keep going the way that they're going um but medication can't change what your thoughts are 
So I guess it dulls them or it might kind of give you a break from them from time to time. But some of the harder work that we do, that you've certainly done, Mm. helps you to not necessarily, I don't believe in reprogramming into positive thinking. Like I believe negative thinking has its place as a feedback mechanism. 100%. But listening and then acting so that you change the environment or the experience. Yeah. Or listening and going, well, what's something that would really make me feel better? Or how can I create more space between these thoughts? Like, you know, I love meditation and yoga and just calming things. Yeah. Um, certainly there's, you know, there's more than enough studies to support that as well. But I I think the, the point that you had gotten yourself to, mm. medication, yes. Because the next step would have been like, Hospital, aka the retreat. <laughs> yeah, and for like, I do hospital say- for like the fact that you no longer had hair, skin, <laughs> nails. I know, I know, and just like every day was a bad day. I couldn't, I didn't feel any like joy or happiness left in my life. Like it was grim. And I do want to just say, like, for some people, medication is absolutely the answer. And yeah, like, I don't want to be like demonizing it, but no. for me. It was a temporary band-aid and we needed to look at the cause. Um, So I was very fortunate that I had the opportunity to go on a retreat. Couldn't have come at a better time. It couldn't have come at a better time. And this was like December 2021. So yeah, it it had been like a full-on two-year period of being in this kind of state and being unable to relax ever. Mm. Um. So I got to go on this retreat. For me, it was the circuit breaker that I needed. Um, It was very much this kind of, if you've watched that show, um, Nine Perfect Strangers, where they check in and it's all like, whoa. Is that Nicole Kidman? Yeah, it is Nicole Kidman. It it was kind of giving that vibe. (laughs) Um, And this is actually just like a very funny story. So I arrived late because I was so anxious to go to the retreat that I left my house at the time when it started. My house was an hour and a half drive away. So I was obviously late. Um, When I got there, everyone was sitting around in like the welcome introduction talk. Circle. The circle. (laughs) Um, And everyone was drinking these juices. And if you've seen that show, the juices where they put the hallucinogens in to like drug everybody... And so they get there, I sit down like, juice? They offer me this juice and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, no. I'm in, I'm, like, what's in this juice? Am I being drugged? Like, Maybe. Yeah. So, no, it was it was just carrot and celery. It was I'm just like, a Is there a mushroom juice. in this juice? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a juice. Um, so, yes, like the retreat itself. And we'll get into some other ways that you can cope, but this is just something that I did because I was in such a bad state. Circuit breaker, seven days. No phone, no caffeine, no booze, no interaction with the outside world. When I say that I like crushed the first two days of the retreat, like the first 48 hours, I just lay in the room and cried. Mm. Everyone else was out doing activities, going to yoga, doing the meditations. And I was just like, well, this I'm so broken that not even coming on a wellness retreat is going to fix me. Oh, and wow. so I just sat and I cried. Um, and then on day three, I was like, well, you know, pull yourself together. You can get out of the room. Go and at least go to the breakfast. You're starving. <laughs> I was starving. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started to get into it on day three. And the thing that I really liked about the retreat that I went to is that they gave you space. Like, obviously, people checked on me during my 48 hours of being in my room. Um, but they gave you space to kind of pick and choose what you wanted to do. It wasn't a prescribed itinerary in that every minute of your day was full. You woke up, you got your schedule. There was probably 10 different things that would happen each day from like a a. 6am nature walk to yoga, to aqua aerobics, to clay making, to meditation. (laughs) Like it's Everything that you think. It's like kids club. It's kids club. (laughs) Yeah. Everything you think. And you could opt into as little or as much as you wanted to do. And so I just, oh yeah, started doing a couple of the activities um, and started to get into the rhythm of being on the retreat, which was really nice. Um, Started to speak to some of the other people. It was like (laughs) like the first day when I came out of my room, everyone was like, 
we didn't even know you were here and you don't speak. You just sit there like sobbing. Um, <laughs> weird. By the end of it, like, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the thing that was really beautiful is that it was a mix of people from all walks of life. Genuinely, I thought it was going to be like basically a real housewives mm. exercise. But there was people there in their 60s, 70s, 50s, mm. 20s. There was an elite Olympian athlete. There were like just, you know, regular, regular people. There were other corporate burnouts. <laughs> like there was a true mix of people. And everyone was there with this real sense of I'm here to work on myself and I actually don't really care. Like, yeah. I'm happy to help you on your journey too if that helps me. And we it can costs share. a pretty penny. Yeah, but nobody was there to kind of like to judge or to get in anyone's business. It was very respectful. Yeah. Mm. So I really liked that. Um, just starting to like bond with those people and like talk about what was going on in our lives. And again, I don't know these people. I'm never going to see them again. So it was actually a really beautiful like judgment-free way to just let it all out yeah and then have people be like what (laughs) like and really look at you objectively because they don't know you they don't know owe you anything yeah objectively some of the things that were going on were crazy oh yeah and objectively the point that you got yourself to treating yourself poorly as in not looking after yourself was objectively crazy you can't like subjectively explain it away no no. In a court of law, objectively, no. Yeah. It was a big mirror that was held up. Nice. And you had to do a lot of introspection. And that is heavy and difficult to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, so do you think things like that come from, like, fear? Like, getting yourself to that place? Yeah, there was a lot of fear in it. Like, fe- fear of failure, fear of not being the thing, fear of not being the corporate baddie that you thought you were (laughs) like yeah lots of lots of fear and like just having so much expectation on yourself that arguably nobody else in my life was creating yeah I had worked myself into this cycle yeah because everyone else is like well just let it go you can do something else and you're like no no I I cannot I cannot do anything else you don't understand (laughs) this is all I can do like quite literally the little hamster running on the wheel and I couldn't get off yeah, except the hamster's dead and the wheel's just spinning. <laughs> yep, it was. It was very much like that. Um, uh, do you want to ask me, like, any questions about the retreat? I want to ask you if you were pooing normally by the time you left. Yes. Because that's a huge, like, if you look at, like, Chinese medicine. Mm. First question, you see a Chinese medicine specialist. Yeah. Talk to me about your poos. And you're like, oh, well... <laughs> Yeah, so I actually did see, and this is like <laughs> probably highly TMI, but whatever, it's sacred space here on The Real House Girlies. <laughs> I actually went and got a colonic on the retreat. It was a very much an opt-in thing. This was a... <laughs> Out of all the 10 activities, you're like, that up my butt looks like me. <laughs> That's actually what I've been missing this whole time. A little stress relief. This was on like one of the last days. And because I had such bad digestion issues because of the stress and my eating habits were like atrocious. Mm. Like, again, eating nothing or eating everything. Um, and I needed just some guidance on that. So I went and saw the gut specialist. We did a colonic and that really helped like get things <laughs> moving. God. And like also just the, the food was a big aspect as with of the retreat experience too because I've like had a pretty terrible relationship with food in my life and to be in this space where everything is so beautiful and nourishing and like they're making you these like perfect meals and everyone's like looking at food as something that's good and kind for your body like I'd never really thought about it that way. Mm. It was always like a point of stress. Yeah. That added on to my stress. I guess like last week we were talking about how, you know, the Austria feels like a car service. Mm. And we tune up our hair, we tune up our eyebrows, blah blah blah, but like you're putting less than ethanol. Oh yeah. Into your stunning motor I was like vehicle. E91 baby. <laughs> like, you're like, "Um, I've got some like 
corn syrup that maybe I could put into this motor vehicle and see if it goes. And it's like, duff, 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 duff. yeah, yeah. So the the food was a big thing, a huge thing, and like that also helped like me understand some of my habits around food and just yeah, it was really it was really confronting on the first day when they give you breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, and an and an after dinner like cup of tea and whatever. You're like, do I have to eat all this? I was like, I physically can't because my habits had been coffee, 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 Cracker. maybe something, <laughs> maybe eat a box of jats, yeah. like literal girl dinner and then drink, drink, drink scotch. Yeah. Like to go from that to full bowls of vegetables mm. across six meals, it was confronting. The, the other thing that I think you started to touch on earlier is it's so infuriating and every single person does it. The minute things start to get a little bit stressful or a little bit too much for you to manage on your plate, <laughs> metaphorical plate, <laughs> um, all the good habits that make you feel amazing are the first things to go. Yeah. Why? Because when you're like, I do the exact same thing. I will literally have a cracker and a hummus for dinner. You've seen me do it. <laughs> yep. I can't, I don't know what it is. At the moment, going through a couple of things, can't bring myself to like assemble the salad of ingredients that I've actually bought because I know that that will make me feel better. I'm just watching them rot in my fridge over two weeks. But when I, I eat well- I threw out some moldy strawberries when I came over the other day. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> when you actually do eat well, that helps support all of the things inside of your body that are actually dealing with the effects of stress. Because we think stress is just something like a mind game that we can- control yeah but it's not it's not and we need things like fiber to help us kind of clear excess hormones yeah who knew who knew (laughs) but like this is science so it's science guys (laughs) um but certainly the first thing to go from my routine like if work gets crazy i'm not going to make my 45 minute exercise class seems crazy seems like out of the nine hour day yeah well actually like a 24 hour period out of the 18 hours that I'm awake. That you won't do something for yourself for 45 minutes. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> because and I, like, won't. I have to send an email. Like, uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> What if someone calls me? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unhinged. No, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's the way that we handle things in this day and age. So I guess like not to minimize anyone's experience because we've both just talked about how when you're in the thick of it, it feels like there's nothing that you can do. If you can't go on a retreat, what's something that can kind of like shock break your cycle? And then what are some, I always like to look at what's the most attainable. Like don't tell me to get a yoga membership and go seven days a week. I've never been before, for example. Yeah. That's too much. But like what's something that shocks your system and starts you back on a journey of like prioritizing yourself? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that you needed that I needed to do anyway was just to do that introspection and realize what a state I was in and how bad things were Mm. and do a bit of reality checking around that as well like what are the things that are in my control well how I nourish my body whether I fill it up with caffeine whether I drink every night like those are all things that I can control I can control like some of my boundaries around like I will turn off my computer at 5.30 or I will not check my email at 4.30 a.m. Like these were just some things that I really needed to objectively look at and go like they're doing me no good. They're just masking the stress that I'm feeling. Those things have got to change. Yeah. I like, I think if you need kind of a big moment and it's free and it can help you a lot, Pick your place in nature. Take a friend or family member. Yeah. Say, I need you. Asking for help is like the best. Being asked for help is the best feeling in the world. Asking for help is actually okay. Yeah. Feels like the worst in the lead up to it. But when you do it, you're like, oh, okay. Do you remember last year when it was my birthday and there were four of us and we like floated in the ocean? Yeah. That healed me. Yeah. That was pretty special. And it's actually a good point because on this retreat, it was really leafy. It was in the back hills of Corumbin. Some of the activities were for 45 minutes, you're going to go and sit on the grass. And 
It was just everybody. <laughs> uh, we sat in the grass. <laughs> and we just sat on the grass. That's all we did. And I watched leaves fall from a tree and I listened to the wind and I couldn't believe that I was not optimizing that 45 minutes, you know? <laughs> like 45 minutes of just sitting on the grass. Yeah, anything that can take you back to a childlike state is going to have a positive effect on your stress levels because children don't understand stress. So playing in grass, floating in the ocean, certainly talking to someone and saying like, do I need a reality check? Tell me what am I, like, I feel crazy right now. Yeah. But I'm afraid of this worst case scenario. Yeah. And so I feel stuck because then, especially if you call me, my favorite thing to do, and I do it to myself because I think I used to do this because I'm quite a doomsday, my Capricorn. Yeah. I'll overthink something until it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You it's do my do that. superpower. But I like to actually go as far as I can go. It's like threatening myself. What is your worst case scenario? Yeah. Like, what is it that's kind of giving you all of these impossibilities. It's impossible for me to go to sleep. It's impossible for me to eat right. It's impossible for me to look after myself. I feel so highly strung. My legs moving 100 miles a minute. I'm not being nice to people. I feel filled with like toxic, poisonous emotions. Yeah. For what? What's your worst case scenario that you're trying to avoid by doing that? And if you get like so far, so far into it, being really realistic, what could possibly go wrong? Because things do go wrong, that's fair enough. But then can you survive those things? If you lost your job, what would you actually do? Yeah. Like I would probably call a a recruiter and probably have a a contract within seven days. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that worst case scenario, like you would go on. I would at least survive, if not potentially, be okay or better. So now that that thing that's looming over me has lost quite a bit of its power mm. because if I say to someone, you know, in that work scenario, I have a boundary, 80 hours a week has crossed it, it's 40 hours a week, yeah. and they fire you as a result of that, your worst case scenario is that you work somewhere else. If you don't set the boundary and you stay, your worst case scenario is that you're you have alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really losing a lot of hair. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's why is this a running theme? You do. You, you weren't, but like you were noticing it. Yeah. It's not visible, but thank it was you, just thank a you. funny. Covered. Um, you do need to play out those worst case scenarios and get to the point where like it becomes so ridiculous. Actually, liberated. You know, I'm like Harry Potter, where they have the little bogart ghost in the cupboard, and they have to picture their worst case. Yeah, their scariest the biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like somebody's is runs as a spider. Like it's kind <laughs> of like that. You it always is. have to like run through that scenario till it gets to a point where it is so ridiculous yeah that you've taken away its power i suppose like my biggest um fear thing that that thing would catch is like cockroaches yeah so losing my job would still be better than me having to touch a cockroach (laughs) i can confirm i have had to capture a cockroach for you previously (laughs) how liberating though so I mean, I hope like some of this discussion is helpful for anyone. Certainly, I am so proud of you for talking about like a challenging time in your life. I'm more proud of you for going away and doing what you needed to do. I can't imagine how scary it would be to go away for seven days without a phone. Yeah. So we're anxious girlies and we're codependent. Very anxious. And then for you to keep some of those things like you became such a better communicator a better advocate for yourself you certainly don't drink every night you certainly don't have coffee you work out all the time you're literally just getting better and better and better yeah thank you I've really made a list of my non-negotiables now and yeah when I came back I was like I'm on top of the world I'm literally (laughs) juice and you know exercise sitting in the grass Like, I'm obviously not doing all of those things on a daily basis now, but I have my non-negotiables. And as you've just said, a lot of that comes down to making sure that I know that I have my exercise routine and that is a big benefit to me. 
I'm drinking less caffeine because I know that that really stimulates my anxiety and gets me into this spiral to start the day. And then I have to like come back down. So I'm not doing, I'm still have a coffee, but I'm just not taking things to the extreme. And I've got that little list of non-negotiables. I'm trying to have less screen time. It's not going so well. But I like, I now know to check myself and things that, I have a North Star of what a good state is for me. Yeah. And I know how to kind of get myself back there. And sometimes you're just checking yourself and asking, certainly like me with screen time, sometimes I'm like, am I avoiding something? Yeah, what's, what am I not doing? Yeah, and it might not even be doing something. It might be, am I avoiding myself? Mm -hmm. Because that's like how TikTok and Instagram are built. Yeah. To be that kind of comforting distractor. Um, And sometimes the answer to that is actually yes. And then the conversation goes, am I, what are my steps that I'm able and going and willing to take to deal with this? And sometimes the answer is not yet. And then I'm kind of constantly rechecking in with myself, as you know, until I get to a point of either like bravery or breaking point or just like shame because I'm on TikTok so much. Totally. And then I'll take an action, but I don't want it to get to burnout. I feel like... I left my whole legal career because of burnout. Mm. I could have probably just uh, worked somewhere else. But no, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Lawyers, losers. Yeah. <laughs> Flipped the table and out you were. But but you had that inner dialogue. And I think you have a really good, strong inner dialogue. And I lost it completely just to be able to have that conversation with yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, you're also doing acupuncture at the moment. You oh. started that the other day. It was actually gifted to me yeah. um, by friend of the pod, Ellie Ath. So thanks so much. Love you. Um, I had the best time. I So when you do your intake form for OVA acupuncture in Camp Hill, they ask you as some of the questions, what do you want from me mm-hmm. in your session? And the list of options are like tough love, nurturing, yeah support advice and I was like oh my god can I have all of the above (laughs) yeah I put something like like I don't want tough love and I don't want advice because I'm aware but I I just need help I'm maybe too (laughs) self-aware yeah yeah. we've already had this conversation today I know I'm doing everything wrong no um anyway it was beautiful we had a lovely conversation Michelle who's the owner is like so She's she's not like one of those kind of hippie gurus that feels like a know-it-all and is a bit judgy in like mm. a peace and love way. She just knows her shit, knows the struggles that humans go through, women especially go through, wants to be kind of realistic about what's like achievable within my routine. It's quite holistic. She's a Chinese medicine uh, qualified professional as well. Not sure yeah. what the word is. She did cupping. She did needles. I had like the most amazing meditation. Um, It was just stunning. So I'm on a short term because, you know, I hate regular appointments. Yes. So I'm on a short term fortnightly Mm -hmm. and then we'll just keep gauging. But it's like short and easy. And honestly, yeah, meditation with needles and a little, she scraped my shoulder. Oh, wow. Stunning. Yeah, nice. So that's a huge recommendation. Yeah, and um, obviously the acupuncture is different to the needling that you would yes. get at an osteo because that's more about muscle release, and this is actually like tapping your meridians. into the nervous system. Yes, yes. Well, your yeah, your energy meridians. Um, so it's based on Chinese medicine, where different pressure points in your body are associated with different organs, and different organs are associated with different kind of emotional states. So. Yeah liver kidney gallbladder are kind of quite common problematic things for us like high-stressed corporate westerners um you've got like anger and Mm. or it can be sluggish so it could be hot or cold damp or dry whatever i don't know um so yeah working just enjoying that enjoying that as like me time more so than looking for a physical outcome from the acupuncture itself does that Mm. make sense yeah you kind of gone into it with eyes wide open and enjoying the experience rather yeah. than like, oh, am I going to look, feel, yeah, smell, taste better afterwards? No, you're going there for the experience. And there will be outcomes, Yes, you're enjoying the ride. Yeah, and I think it's the same we've been talking about, like incorporating massage, 
physical touch i think we did talk about this like physical touch is so healing hold hands have hugs go for massages just treat yourself like you would treat someone that you care about and recognize that we all really like die too soon yeah (laughs) it's like quite yeah it's been quite confronting this year yeah i know there's been a lot um yeah recognize that you can treat need to treat yourself how you would treat someone that you loved in your life and another big thing for me is like also being able to talk about how i'm feeling Mm. and talk about like hey i know that at the moment i'm being annoying because i'm stressed about this and it's manifesting in this way and so i'm now able to have those conversations with the people that are in my life that i love and that is definitely helpful Mm. Because it helps them, like, recognize that they need to support me more in that time or to give me a bit of space or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, whereas previously, it would just be, like, they would receive the anger. And, and like, shame, silence and yeah. defensiveness. Yeah, and they would not understand what was going on. So it was really detrimental to the relationships yeah. in my life. Because sometimes you know that, like, what you're doing isn't right for you. I certainly have experiences. And... Some reactions to that is to be defensive because you don't want to look at it yourself. Others is to avoid it because Mm. you're not ready to look at it yourself. But when you can acknowledge it, certainly acknowledge that sometimes there's stress in your life, but it's for a fixed period and you want to just get to the other side of it knowing that it will be over. Yeah. So just have that kind of negotiation with people. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we sounded really smart today. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Love that for us. But like maybe also not. Who knows? Look, it's it's been great to talk about strats. Like talk about it, don't feel it, boy. Hopefully the girlies got something out of it. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Sit on some grass. Yeah. Bye. See ya. How good is it? Oh, it's so good. Oh. Oh. Oh, that, oh, when he gets locked in the fridge, though. Hilarious. Oh. Distressing. Oh. That's the wrong kind of stress. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of stress. He was just such a dog. Yeah, just like In that live. one scene. And, like, he, was like so he broke his girlfriend's his heart. Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got generational trauma. Yeah, he he seriously does. Um, ja- Janice? Not Janice. That's her name in that other movie. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis as the mum. <laughs> That's not Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it fucking is. I googled it, man. What do you mean? Yes. <laughs> it is Jamie Lee Curtis. The bear. Or what is it called? Yeah. Bear. Like, give that woman an Emmy. Oh, my God. It is she She's transformed her entire face. No, it, it is her. Yeah. But she looks... She was so incredible. Oh, here you Haunting. go. Oh, she shaved her head for it. Well, no, she just was wearing a wig cap. Oh, oh, she's got short yeah. hair. I understand. Yeah. She was great. She was incredible.